What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki, and you listen to the Maps Step Back Podcast. TK. I like that. Yeah, it's the Mavericks, all about action. Don't do no acting, no Samuel Jackson. Dirk get the ball, you know that it's magic. Post move deadly, yeah, get tragic. Look with the ball, yeah, get nasty. He'll drop 30, don't gotta ask him. Luka with the step back three. Oh, yeah! Boy, Chris Stabs, looking like Dirk and Nash in the gap. They just want to ring, want to fill the gap on your team head. I ain't talking heads, dang, go relax, still at the champ. Defense still coming with the calibers flow, the man's the best on the floor. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and Dallas basketball and SI colleague, Matt Galatson. And tonight, we have our guy, Mike Fisher, with us. It's been a long time since we've done this. Fish, how are you feeling tonight? It's been a long day. I know how I'm feeling. <laughs> I feel like it's been two Mondays this week, so <laughs> I feel you. Well, and then, and then, of course, with the NBA and COVID-19 and sports, the day's date, it feels like it might be like, I don't know, June 78th. I don't know what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> it has been the longest time, and we still, you know, the, the NBA, it, it's getting closer to coming back, but you know, uh, it's still 25 days. It's almost four full weeks until it gets here, and it's it's going to just keep dragging on. But, uh, Fish, you've had a, a busy week this week at the fan. Uh, you know, y'all y'all interviewed uh, <coughs> Kenny Smith and yeah. uh, Rick Carlisle. But tell us a little bit about that, that Kenny Smith interview and, you know, kind of what y'all went over and what his expectations are for the Mavs. Well, he had two great points, Kenny Smith, of course, of TNT, who um, is a very funny and clever guy, but on that show sometimes has to play the straight man because of the two complete knuckleheads that are, uh, <laughs> that are bracketing him. But one of his great points, I thought, was when we brought up, okay, now that we have Luca and Porzingis, now can we lure stars to Dallas? And he, like, over the phone looked at us like we were greedy nuts, which I guess we are because he goes, you already have two. You already got two to come to Dallas. What do you be a little patient? This has been a how fast turnaround? A year and a half? And, yeah. and the Mavericks are good again? And so that, that, that was one of his great points is, yeah, you know, try to get better and you want more, you want a third guy and you want this, but, you know, be happy with the quick turnaround. And the other one that I hadn't thought of before, and we, we did this on uh, Tuesday Donuts on DallasBasketball.com. He goes, you guys should be looking this at this like it's a new season, like it's next season. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, if you could, I'm paraphrasing, if you could take Luke together, now we're, now we're going to have a new year and we're going to start anew after a new training camp and, uh, and total freshness for our bodies, uh, uh, our early 20s bodies, and a 0-0 record in a way. I, I never thought of that. So. 
I think his point is, and my point bouncing off it is, maybe the Lakers aren't the Lakers from four months ago. Maybe that was last year. Maybe the Clippers aren't the Clippers from four months ago. I don't know. We haven't seen them in four months. And maybe the Mavericks are a year older than they were four months ago. And so it, it was a really, a really clever point by him that, you know, if you can make your brain work that way, you might have something if you're Dallas. Yeah, because in, in a way, they really have had an extra offseason before the real offseason. Right. Um, and you'd think something like this would, would kind of favor the younger legs and everything. But I agree with this first point, too. And I, I wrote a piece on uh, DallasBasketball.com not too long ago about how the Mavs don't necessarily need a third star. They just need to build correctly around the two that they have. And, you know, you've got something. You're able to compete for, you know, consecutive titles every single year with the two you got if you surround it correctly. Obviously, we'd want the third star, but you don't necessarily have to have it. Matt, what do you think? Uh, I I really like Kenny's point about the the new season. I hadn't thought of it that way either, but it makes a lot of sense. I mean, you got – an entire almost an entire season of learning for the young guys and in chemistry building and all of that stuff which you know that's that was the hardest part I think for this past year was you know from the beginning was getting everybody to play their roles correctly and figuring out the rotations and all that stuff and now they have that figured out and they're going to have the health and the fresh legs and everything that goes into that and they're not going to have to face you know, a, a road disadvantage necessarily because it's going to be neutral side and everybody's going to be playing with the same, you know, the same conditions and all that stuff. So um, it's it's definitely interesting. And I, I can't imagine a more advantageous situation for the Mavericks in particular than going into that other than being a number one seed and having home court advantage throughout the entire playoffs. Well, and then another yeah. thing is, you know, they only have 12 active players going. And uh, so, and I mean, playoff rotations, they get tighter anyway. So that, that probably won't matter. But I don't think, you know, you don't have to worry about is, is Courtney Lee going to start this game or, you know, who's going to come off the bench. It's kind of set already a little bit, in my opinion. Right, right. Yeah, Donnie the other day said, here's our five starters. And that doesn't mean that Rick Camp changed it up a little bit. Obviously, he'd change it up in the NBA Finals, so he can change it up whenever he wants to over the course of eight seeding games. But but Dorian Finney-Smith and Tim Hardaway Jr. and Seth Curry and then the big two. I, I look at the other teams. I really did this at center when everybody's going, well, it's too bad the Mavericks don't have a third center. Who has a third center in the West better than Boban? Real center, traditional center, seven-foot center. Nobody, I don't think. And so in terms of a third scorer, not a third best player, other teams might have a better third best player. But how many teams have a better third scorer than Tim Hardaway Jr. in the West? That's a pretty short list. Yep. And Tim Hardaway Jr., he's – I'm really interested to see how – and you you said the other day, you you wrote a piece on it about how there was a little bit of confusion when uh, he met with the media – he kind of – it almost sounded like he left the door open for maybe he would sit out of the bubble, but that's not a thing. Uh, you know, he, he is going to be there. But I, I'm interested to see if he can continue what was really a career year for him before things, you know, took a break for a little while. Because he, he's shooting a career high from three. 
the volume was slightly down from what it was in New York. But, I mean, when he came over, we figured that playing with Luka Doncic would, would kind of elevate his game. I don't know if we necessarily knew it would elevate it to the level he's been playing at. But, I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see if uh, his hot streak carries over to the bubble. Well, let's do the up-in-the-air thing. And now it's worth mentioning that Carlisle on Tuesday on the eve of leaving for Orlando, he was asked on the conference call after we did our interview on the fan, you know, everybody good, everybody fine. He said, you know, I'm not going to get into the details, but we'll, you know, we'll, we're, we're going to Orlando. So there's always the possibility that, that something's going to change. Somebody could get sick or, or I guess, but the Tim Hardaway Jr. thing through nobody's intentional fault. We, uh, it, it really is a result of the media. You're listening to the Zoom, right? You're on the Zoom. And then if you've got your camera on, which I don't, uh, you want to make sure you look good, you know, so coach can see you and, you know, whatever. Um, and then you've got Twitter over here and you're listening to the quotes and you're trying to tweet and you're writing a story down here. And so he started to question, started an answer to a question Hardaway did by saying, well, you know, you know, I'm up in the air. but And the question was about COVID and the circumstance. And what we later learned, because I had two people from the Mavericks help me with this so we could write the story of clarity. He just meant, I'm up in the air about what a wacky world we live in. Not, I'm up in the air about if I'm going to Orlando. Again, anything could change, but they're saying, yeah. no, no, 100%. That's not what he meant. And he did, in fact, Dalton go on to say, I can't wait to get there. I love basketball. I'm in. We're all in this together. And so all indications are that that, that was just an accidental misunderstanding by a couple of media people. I figured it probably was, given how, uh, you know, the Mavs social media team, they've been posting videos every day since things have the, – the practice facility has reopened, and Tim Hardaway Jr. looks like he's one of the – I'm sure they're all excited, but he looks like one of the more, you know, intensely excited ones out there. He, he looks like he's ready to go. So, Matt, he's doing deadlifts and jumping. <laughs> in the, in the, which, I, which, by the way – I'm not a physical fitness expert, although, you know, I'm pretty jacked now, now in my old age. But I don't, think that's, I don't think that's advised. I'm not sure that you're supposed to do jumping deadlifts. So that, that's just me. That's just me. That's just fish in the gym. That's all I'm saying. That doesn't sound particularly healthy necessarily, but if he can do it, good for him. There's a reason that's I wear true. shirts. So that you can't see the <laughs> But I mean, one of the guys that he also has a lot to prove. So he, he, you know, going into his future as far as contracts are concerned and yeah. stuff, he wants to earn his money. So this could be a or, really good or, opportunity for him to show out and earn that money. Earn more money. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's another, you know, we'll, uh, before we finish up, I do want to fish. I want to get your thoughts on, you know, your own personal expectations for the Mavs and the, in this bubble experiment, the NBA is going to try to pull off. But before that, you know, that last point about Hardaway Jr. I've been thinking lately, and I'm curious to get both of you guys thoughts on it. The, the way things have gone, this is going to be everything right now. We're in uncharted water and it's going to be the same thing when we get to the off season, because you know, the, the salary cap, most people expect it to either stay the same or even drop slightly. And I'm curious to get you guys' thoughts on do, do you, how much do you think that's going to affect the Mavs this summer or going forward? 
because personally this this upcoming summer I don't think it affects them as much because I think if they if they do anything um, you know any kind of big time moves it'll be uh, around the draft and not in free agency but fish what do you think all right I think what we've learned and we sort of learned it oh shoot like I don't know <laughs> what, what what year did did Remember the year that Dwight Howard almost went to the Warriors? And they didn't have any cap room. It, it was the year that the Mavericks were trying to get him. Okay. And he, I think he almost went, and he almost went to the Warriors, if memory serves. And they didn't have cap room. 2013. And that's when we all should have said, why are we hoarding cap room? And now, now teams do it every year. And Miami, with Jimmy Butler, did it last year. They didn't have cap room. They weren't in play for Jimmy Butler. Until he told the Sixers, hey, I'm going to, going to Miami and work it out. Somebody work it out. And so, when, when, and I get this, ask, this question a lot. What's the Mavericks salary cap situation? Who could they get? They can get anybody who wants to come here. And he doesn't need to even be a free agent. Anybody in any city at any time that says, I hate it here. I want to go there in this NBA that makes it possible. And that means that free agency isn't free agency anymore. Free agency shopping isn't free agency shopping anymore. It's just shopping. And I would encourage the Mavericks to shop sooner, as soon as possible. Right. Yeah. I, I kind of liken it to, uh, I, I look at free agency and cap space as sort of like a credit card and to pay your credit card debt, you trade players instead of, you know, just leaving your credit card with a lot of space on it. So you can, you know, make purchases. It's, it's kind of an elementary, you know, comparison, but it, it works because it doesn't – cap space is a myth at this point. We've talked about that with, you know, for months with our friend Kirk Henderson over at Mavs Moneyball and yeah. a couple other people. And you, it, the fact is you don't need cap space to get the people you want. You just need to have the right pieces on your roster to move to the potential suitors. You have to spend money, money to make money. Right. <laughs> So you, you just have to be able to move the right pieces to get, you know, an agreement in place. And if a player wants to go to a certain place, all he has to do is tell his agent, I want to go here, and the agent right. will make it happen. Correct. That's correct. Yeah. So, I've, uh, I, do, I do want to mention regarding expectations. So, so we had Carlisle on the radio today on 105 Through the Fan, and he goes and, – and nobody had said this before. He goes, oh, our goal is to move up to not be in seven and of course it's not about trying to necessarily avoid the clippers i mean it is but that's not his goal his goal is his, his point is our goal is to move up because if, if you move up that means you're playing well and that's simple enough now you guys dalton you've done a good job on the map beat this team beat that team um, watch that team fall and the next thing you know how close are you to not only being out of seven you get close to fourth if you do this right <laughs> And that, that's a game changer. Yeah. That's a, that, so, so my expectation, six, I think Dalton, you were like saying six. In fact, I must say, and this is a little behind the curtain. So Dalton, in your story, you all but wrote, the, the Mavericks are going six and two. I know they are. <laughs> and I think I edited it and I said, I put, I think they are. I mean, I, think, <laughs> I gave you a little, gave you a little elbow room. Because I have to be writing in a little bit sometimes. <laughs> that's okay. But they'll be—they're underdogs, even against Houston. They're underdogs. So 
they won't be favored against Houston. They won't be favored against the Clippers. They won't be favored against the Bucks, and they won't be favored against one more. Utah, I think. Utah. So the odds makers have them going four and four. But can they can they beat Houston? Well, of course they can. And if they do that, now they've got. I mean, in an eight-game season, which is what this is, it's one tenth of a regular season. So going one and zero, I'm not very good at math, but I believe this would be right. Going one and zero to start is like starting ten and zero in the in in a, in a normal season. That's how leg up you have. You start one and zero here, and you're a half game behind Houston. You have a chance to. Go. places yeah and i look we we may get to the first game and you know the rockets might just completely the rockets might just completely blow the mavs out i mean anything can happen but just given the previous matchups between those two i feel like that the mavs match up with them very well i think it's probably their best case you know scenario for the first round matchup uh just because when kp and luca were healthy they went into Houston and just humiliated them on a, <laughs> on a Sunday matinee game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the even the game that Luca sat out, they still almost beat Houston. Uh, right. they, they made a comeback and almost beat them. So, I think, I think they match up well with them. I, I really do expect them to come out of the gates with a lot of energy and to win that first game and set the tone for the rest of the, the bubble schedule. But uh i mean i this off season i think anything we've seen it before anything can happen moves can come out of absolutely nowhere that we didn't even think of uh i've talked about bradley bill a lot uh in the past and he's saying all the right things you know he he's still saying he wants to stay in washington and uh bradley bill he said not bradley bill i'm already talking about him john wall is set to come back and, you know, he's, they're going to try to give that duo another shot, supposedly. But I really think they could, you know, the Mavs could get into something around the draft with him. They've got that high Warriors second-round pick. It's the first pick in the second round. They're going to have a decent, you know, mid to upper first-round pick that they can, they can trade once they actually make the selection. Uh, and then they've got some young assets on some really good contracts. So, We'll see what can – even if it's not a guy like Bradley Beal, like I could see – this is just a random name, but like Victor Oladipo uh, with Indiana. I could, I could see, you know, them trying to make a trade, swing something for him too. So, I think it'll be yeah, a fun – But again, it's not about free agency. It's about Bradley Beal finally saying, Wizards, I tried, man. I've tried for a long time. I want to try something else. Which seems impossible because he's had so many chances to do that, and they just keep spinning right. their wheels. <laughs> okay, how about this? For so we know that at the All-Star game every year, they're schmoozy, right? We make friends. Yep. Players, owners, we all make friends. Then we know that, that at the beginning of free agency, everybody goes to Los Angeles, or a lot of people do. And we all go schmooze. What's that one nightclub that we all go to? I don't know. I've never I'm been. So. I know you haven't been. None of us have been, but they go to it. You know, it's called, you know, Tootie Woody's or something. Someplace they all go. You know what I'm talking about. We've written about it a hundred times. I can't remember. What's, what's going to happen in the bubble? Yeah. When, when owners 
general managers, coaches, and players are all staying in the same hotel for three months. Now, Bradley Beal won't be there. Will he? No. No, he's not going to be there. But just for fun. Giannis will be there, right? Just for fun. He'll be right down the hall or across the street every day from Mark Cuban and Donnie Nelson and Rick Carlisle and Luka Doncic. And I'm, I'm, I'm just picking him as a name because it's a sexy one, but pick whatever name. Guys that, that don't know very much about what's going on in Dallas are going to get a chance to learn over the course of the next two months because they're going to live across the street from the Mavericks every day. I think this is a recruiting uh, uh, fertile land. I think this is fertile farmland in the bubble for recruiting. I really uh, and, like and that. I don't know that anybody's – I haven't seen anybody talk about it or write about it. I think we're, I think we're exclusive, exclusive again in our thinking. That, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like, agree with that. I hadn't thought of it from that perspective. But, I mean, really – that's that's one positive from this bubble experiment. You you have everybody in in one place like that. It makes it a whole lot easier to you know you know whisper here and there. And right. Fill out. Just make friends. You know uh, what, what the Miami Heat did in putting together their super team. I mean, they did that. Pat Riley went when, when those other guys would come to town. The, what, what the the gossip is when LeBron would come to town with Cleveland or whatever, he'd go to lunch with Pat Riley. Well, that's got to be illegal. But now, in the bubble, it's not illegal. Because what are we going to do? Play, it's either go to lunch or play ping pong. And so, yeah, Mark Cuban should go play ping pong with Giannis. And, and everybody else and whoever else. Somebody was telling me that Cuban isn't sure about his schedule. You know, go to the bubble, go back and forth, whatever you can do. But I'm saying that I know Keith Grant will be there the whole time. I want my recruiters in the bubble. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, and Dwight Powell and Jalen Brunson. I don't know what it is you're going to do there. I don't get it. But if you're going to be on the list of 35 important staff people, then I, Dwight. I think Dwight Powell could go recruit some people. So go get it done, Dwight Powell. Go make some friends and go play ping pong with Giannis. I agree with that. And, and Lucas. Most of the time, Lucas seems like the most likable person in a room. If you if you watched him at at the All Star game and at the other challenges and the rookie stuff and and everywhere he goes, he's always smiling, joking around, always pretty much the center of attention. And he he's a very likable person, and he knows how to get to know people. He won over this team super quickly. Yeah. So if he has three or four months in a hotel with whoever. I'm just then, saying. Why not? Why not? That sounds like a story that Dalton Triggs should write for DallasBasketball.com. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Rooting that, that... in the bubble. You know, the other thing about the Luka factor is, um, in addition to what you're saying, which is true, a superstar who will give me the ball. That's the most appetizing thing an NBA player looks for. Yeah. How many of those are there? How many of those are there? Luca and LeBron. <laughs> a superstar who wouldn't mind being the second leading scorer on his team or the third. That's, yeah. a, that's a that's a magic Johnson y short list. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, he can he he's unselfish, but he also has the ability to, you know, drop 35, 40 points on your head at any time. 
I'll score 30 or you score 30. He doesn't yeah. care. Yeah. I'd rather you score 30 because I like throwing you alley-oops. Yes. <laughs> but, okay, look, th- we're going to end on this. And, you know, Matt and I, we've already talked about it on one of the last couple pies we've done, but uh, we've kind of talked through our own expectations for the Mavs in this in this bubble experiment. And like you said, I, I wrote about it. I I expect just going from game to game, I can see them going six and two, and I can see them moving up to, you know, fifth, maybe fourth, just depending on how the other teams do. But just on your, you know, your personal uh, opinion, Fish, where do you see the Mavs going in this bubble experiment? Yeah, get me out of seventh. I, I think they've earned it. I think they're better than seventh. I think they're better than than being down there. Um, the, I, the opportunity might be Utah. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody writes. Their two stars think the other one gave the other one some disease. They do. <laughs> That's what they think. And, and they're not going to be friends. They're not going to be friends. Uh, they would have to like have magnificent success together to create to recreate their friendship. I think Utah is vulnerable. I'm gonna go kick them right in the Gortox. Yeah, yeah. I'd, Tim McMahon just put a piece out of I think it was today, earlier today or yesterday about the dysfunction between those two, and supposedly it had even been before the the COVID stuff came out. So that just kind of made it made it worse. And not only that, but you got to take into consideration they lost uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, you know, right. some, sometime after the the suspended season had already happened. It came out that he was going to have – I think he had a surgery, and he, he's out for the rest of the year. So, uh, he was their third best player. He was lighting people up, you know, all season long. That's the guy that I personally wanted the Mavs to go after last summer. And yeah. so, that's, that's, a, that's a big loss for them. And I, I agree with you. I think Utah is probably the the best chance. Utah and Houston, I could definitely see the Mavs catching in the standings in this this eight game stretch. So and I've tried this way. Pretend just just to, just so, so Mavericks Nation can see what we're talking about. Pretend Porzingis and Luca didn't like each other. <laughs> It'd be pretty bad. <laughs> It'd be pretty bad. That's where I, that's where Utah is. I think Houston is outside. I mean, Utah without Bogdanovich is probably the most vulnerable, but Houston, I think is the most overrated, overhyped team (laughs) in the NBA by a long shot. They have two guys and a bunch of D leaguers and, you know, Capella, whatever the Mavericks. That's the team that I want for the Mavericks. If they make, you know, when they make it to the first round, because I think the Mavericks would run them out of the gym and move on to the second round, where hopefully they would face someone like Utah, and then you see where this is going. That so, would be that would be very sweet to just like say the Mavs and Rockets were to meet up in the first round. That'd be very sweet to win in four or five games to avenge that last. I think uh, it was the the year that uh, Rondo quit on the Mavs in that playoff series. <laughs> First year writing for DallasBasketball.com. <laughs> yeah, that, right. that would that would be sweet to get some some revenge for that. So uh, I think they could. When do it. is it's the first time that any player rolled a barca lounger out to the middle of the gym floor and just sat in it? 
<laughs> it's a game. <laughs> oh man! Still, I can't. I, I can't believe he's still alive in the NBA. And they they talk about him like maybe someday he'll be a head coach. What are you out of your mind? Yeah, Ron. <laughs> as many times as he's butted heads with people, I just I can't see that. They might give him a shot, but I don't think he'll make it very far. But guys, really appreciate y'all's time. Always have fun doing this. Need to do it more often. Is there anything either either one of you guys want to leave us with before we take off here? Salute. Well, guys, be sure to like, rate, and subscribe. Uh, definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, we did have a, a, a ticket giveaway thing going if we reached 1,000 subscribers before this uh, coronavirus threw everything off the, off the, the train tracks. So <laughs> we're still going to do that whenever they allow fans to go back to arenas, whenever that may be. So be sure to do that too. Appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a great rest of the week. We'll see you next time. Take a step back, reminiscing about the old days when I hooped outside with my friends and drunk that OJ. Crossover doing step backs in a pair of J's. These days I'm about my chips like a bag of lace. I ain't lying when I tell you people ain't the same. How you real when you say your soul for the fame? Do anything for a dollar. I'ma stay patient cause I know God promised me a lot. Looked up the Dirk and MJ instead of blue collar. Excited at the idea of being a true baller. Riding in the bins, a copper and pilot. Feeling like I made it, now they trying to holler. This how we thinking life's supposed to be. Media keeping all my friends close to me. Feeding me all the lies and propaganda in my eyes. I've been here forever, they thinking that I just arrived. I step back and go on more of a letter. I treat this rap game like it's target practice. And I ain't even got an aim and might see headshots just for saying my name. Now I'm 18, they say I'm acting different. Labels call my phone, but I'm lacking interest. Ain't talk to my friends in a while. Ain't smile like this in a while. I'm out. Take a step back, reminiscing about the old days when I hooped outside with my friends and drunk that OJ. Crossover doing step backs in a pair of J's. These days I'm about my chips like a bag of lace. I ain't lying when I tell you people ain't the same. How you real when you say your soul for the fame? Do anything for a dollar. I'ma stay patient cause I know God promised me a lot. Remember when we used to wish to be grown? Until we got out on our own, for real. Not a ball in my cart. If I don't shoot my shot, the people sending me home. Took a step back, so I've been reminiscing. Paris told the truth, wishing that we listen. But life is the best teacher. All this jibber jabber, homie, I'ma keep it authentic. All these people criticized, and now one of them did it. All our parents had dreams, and now one of them lived it. Soon as you look up, man, time to pass you by. I'm just 19, in a minute I'll be 50. Learn from the past and apply to the present. We all got a gift, and I treat mine like a present. Oh my God, I swear I'm preaching like a reverend. To the day I die, to never give me my credit. Take a step back, reminiscing about the old days when I hooped outside with my friends and drunk that old chain. Crossover doing step backs in a pair of J's. These days I'm about my chips like a bag of lace. I ain't lying when I tell you people ain't the same. How you real when you say your soul for the fame? Do anything for a dollar. I'ma stay patient, cause I know God promised me a lot of.
Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.